You are listening to the Christ in All podcast, where we discuss how following Jesus Christ impacts all areas of a believer's life. Each week, we will answer questions about the Christian worldview in an effort to help both new and mature believers grow in their faith. We hope you enjoy. Welcome to the Christ in All podcast. This is Matthew Smith, and with me, as always, is Pastor Chad Hunsberger. Yeah. We've got a really fun question today, Chad. <laughs> Don't we? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so our question, Chad, are you a Calvinist? And All right, so... You know what's coming. Yeah. You're going to try to dodge, right? You're going to try to dodge. All right. So before before you dodge the question and don't even answer it, okay. okay um, how about we describe? We have, yeah. Explain. Let's talk about what Calvinism is. Okay. We might even have people who don't know anything about sure. it. This is a new term for them. So sure. let's go ahead and do that first. So Calvinist comes from a guy named John Calvin. Okay. And quite honestly, if historically, um, some of the stuff that is credited with John Calvin isn't his. It was uh, kind of put together by some of, maybe arguably some of like his disciples or those that followed yeah. him really closely. I don't love the term, yeah. certainly, uh, because even those guys mm-hmm. who followed him so closely would have really wanted to, to ultimately say they were, you know, Christ followers right. first. And so, like, like even, holding so Even fast people who it, agree with what he taught yes. or even what is associated with the term Calvinism. Yep, yep. They don't want to be identified as a Calvinist because it makes you sound like you're, a di- like you mentioned, a disciple yep. of John Calvin Instead rather than of a disciple, a disciple of Christ. Of Christ. Yeah. And so in the same way that like I might really like John Piper or David mm-hmm. Blatt or Matt Chandler or yeah. whomever. Not a Piperist. I'm not or, I'm not that. And yeah. and they, those guys, also wouldn't want me to be. Yeah. Right? They would say, no, like, be a you follower need to of follow Jesus yeah. first. Um, and so I want to be really careful with that. Um, I but what is typically being asked when it comes to are you a Calvinist mm-hmm. is referring to what's described as Reformed theology, which goes back to 1517 mm-hmm. in this Reformation, Martin Luther, the Reformation of the Church, specifically uh, the starting of Protestant movement. Right. Um, and so uh, that specifically in regards to uh, the works of salvation, like how is one saved, uh, and what what the big theological phrase is soteriology, right? Mm-hmm. So the doctrine, doctrine of, salvation, of salvation, and how does that work, and what takes place? And so what what people often look to is um, again what some of those guys that followed Calvin so closely wrote in in an acronym called TULIP. Okay, and so they're going to walk through these five points of Calvinism. Uh, is what it's described as. And so using that acronym, it's total depravity, meaning that we are completely dead in our trespasses and sins before Christ. This is, we're born into sin. We are... Man left to his own devices would never choose willingly to follow God because they're too depraved, too sinful. Right. So total depravity, then um, unconditional election, meaning that there isn't anything that we in and of ourselves did to receive this election. So this goes to like Ephesians 1, Romans 8, describing uh, the the idea that before time began, God elect people to be saved. Mm-hmm. Then there's limited atonement. You want to save this one for later? Like for, you want to go ahead and tap? Okay. This is, <laughs> yeah. this, we're, 
we're going to talk about why people don't like why okay. this is a debate. So limited atonement. This is typically the one that people don't yeah, like. Okay. Sure. So limited atonement, uh, we'll come back to. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Um, then irresistible grace, meaning that you um, that you can't like if if God yeah. calls you, you can't reject no, that uh, yeah. because it's it's such a strong pull mm-hmm. you you can't turn away from Him. Uh, thinking of the will of God mm-hmm. anyway, uh, and then perseverance of the saints. Us as Southern Baptists, we once would, saved, always saved. Absolutely. Sorry. So, so that kind of picture paints the the Calvinist picture. Now, what many people are often are asking, because there's a distorted view out there about tulip mm-hmm. that takes some of those things so extreme that it might alleviate the responsibility of the okay. believer to. Do evangelism. Yeah. I don't know many of those people that really believe that. That's called hyper Calvinism. Mm-hmm. And so I really yeah, I've never would met be one. <laughs> vehemently opposed yeah, to that. Apparently. It was a thing historically. That like those was people a thing, did exist, but, but when, I don't know them. But they even like everybody who's not a Calvinist wants to lump all the Calvinists today into that yes. category and that's right. That's like, so so but, what I guess to, so the idea is um they would say the hyper Calvinist or trying to lump all Calvinists into that category. They would criticize to say right. uh, they don't even care about sharing the gospel with people yes. because if God has chosen who is going to be yeah. saved, then there's no need to share the gospel. Right. And that's what not. None Which is of the, absurd. Yeah. And to be clear, I don't remember if it was two podcasts ago, three podcasts, whatever, a few episodes ago, you asked me. Why aren't you a missionary? Yeah. So, like, even if my answer on this is yes, I'm a no. Calvinist, which I'm not saying that's my answer. I'm saying mm. that if that's my answer, you, the other question was you really like telling people about Jesus, and you think we should do that in all nations. Why aren't you in another nation? Yeah. So, so obviously, you're obviously not, that that's still you huge think it's driving impossible. force. You, you think can't. You, yeah, you, you need cannot, to share the gospel. You think yes. that's important. You can't say like, "Oh, I really love the gospel," but it's really just for me, right? Um, I remember when I was in college, there was uh, a, a group of guys who were, were everybody knew they were Calvinists. Yeah. They were very vocal about it. But there was um, really one of those guys in particular was very passionate about missions mm-hmm. and sharing the gospel with people. And I remember um, like somebody that we knew who was really, I guess, really obviously by what she's um, what she says, she was, yeah. showed her ignorance about Calvinism. Yeah. But she said, "I don't really think he is a Calvinist. He." Cares too much about sharing the gospel with people, right? And it's like, Which well, like, you just no, don't you under- missed it. <laughs> he is. You just don't understand yeah. what Calvinism yeah, yeah. really is. Sure. Yeah. And I think that actually that's a grand distortion. Mm-hmm. Which is why there's even this hesitancy in me to even want to say that, like, yeah, I lean towards some of those things because what people it confuses people because what they've been told is that there's this, uh, this. Uh, evangelism is not important. Missions mm-hmm. don't matter. And man, that's a that's just a missing of understanding of soteriology of of the doctrine of salvation. I actually think you you started earlier to say let's kind of circle back yeah. to to what would cause people to say this isn't yeah right yeah why do people not like Calvinism? Yeah. And I I think there's a couple different pieces of it, and then I'll circle back to what I think the biggest problem okay. of it is, but. A lot of people struggle with actually unconditional election, meaning not that they think that they've done something to earn it, but just the concept of election at mm-hmm. all is concerning to them that God chose us instead of us choosing Him. Because that means He didn't choose some people. That's right. right. 
However, when we unpack Scripture, mm-hmm. it becomes really evident. Like oh, we can't ignore those words. Words like predestined, mm-hmm. words like election. Those kind of words can't be ignored or rejected. Those so, words are in Scripture, in the and and we typically like the people who don't like Calvinism try to redefine what those words mean, yeah. but. But it means meanings. what they mean. Like that's they right. have definitions, yeah. and then guess the words that Paul's using. One of them, the, another letter, so to speak, that uh, people stumble on is irresistible grace. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that if God calls you, like what about those people who've heard the gospel? Didn't they get called? Like certainly they did, right. and they rejected it. But again, once you really unpack, it mm-hmm. starts to understand. Like no, like uh, not it, when I preach the gospel, right? When. God, the Holy Spirit, is speaking to their hearts. That's, that's right. when it's irresistible. That's right. And so that means we preach the gospel as much as we can in hopes that yep. he's going to use that. Where it even says, like, um, none can thwart the mm-hmm. will of God. Right. So if, uh, so that becomes significant. But then the other one All right, that here we go. lots of people struggle L with a stands lot. for limited atonement. Limited atonement. All right. And I want to be clear that all of these phrases are made up by men, mm-hmm. right? Each one of those five, like, terminology— I think they're they're fine, but they are made up. So it's not a limited atonement is not in scripture like that. Those two words. Yeah. Um, the concept there sounds really bad initially because you just said like you're limiting mm-hmm. the atoning work of Christ. That sounds like you're meaning it wasn't it wasn't sufficient, right? And um, what the way I have heard that said. It's like when, what about Christ died for all? Didn't he die for mm-hmm. all? Yes. So his death was sufficient for all. Yeah. But efficient for some. Okay. Meaning that we do believe that people go to hell mm-hmm. because of their sin. People go to hell because of their sin. And there's a way out, but they have rejected that way. Right, they have they have ignored that way, and so it, while it is sufficient for them, like there is they they there is enough there for them to have called upon Christ for salvation, they just didn't. So, in that sense, it is limited. Meaning, there are some people that don't spend eternity in heaven right. with Christ. As a result, that means not everybody's getting the atoning work that was made available to all. Mm-hmm. So it's sufficient for all, but efficient for some or effective for some because this vast majority of people reject it. So I think that's whether they reject it uh, according to Romans 1, as we've talked about in another podcast, or they reject it, they hear it, and they just don't want to do it, right? So uh, don't think of limited atonement as a weakening Christ's death. See it as people aren't doing what it takes to receive it. Yeah, okay. Um, So we we talked about missions and evangelism, Uh and how people who have a wrong conception of Calvinism think that um, they don't care about uh, sharing the gospel with other people. You're saying that that's not true, Um, but isn't it also true that a right view of Calvinism would then then motivate more uh, missions and evangelism? Because it, man, like, I'm so compelled by the sovereignty of God. Like, He is in control. He is the ruler. He is authority. And so, here's what's great. Like, He's going to do the saving work. He's going to be the one that rescues and redeems. He's so all I've got to do is go tell people. Like there is a definitive responsibility for man. We do have to call upon the Lord. Yeah. That's yeah. So that's part of the task, and we are responsible to 
Call other people. Scripture tells us in the same text in Romans, it tells us that we have that burden of responsibility. Yeah, so uh, the I guess the opposing viewpoint of Calvin of this Calvinistic mm-hmm. view um, is sort of like that idea of free will, like right. the, they're going to choose on their own to follow God or mm-hmm. follow Christ or not, right? And so if it is free will, then the, I guess a lot is hanging on me as the evangelist to do a really good job to convince mm-hmm. them, right? If if they get the option to choose one way or right. the other, and if they choose no, then it might be because I didn't do a good enough yeah. job, and maybe I failed. Right. But but if it's God's saving work, really, even if I do a horrible job, if that effective call right. of the Holy Spirit is is using my feeble words, right. he, that person's going to get saved because I'm not the one doing the work. That's right. And this is where I get so much encouragement and thought about like my inabilities are like it doesn't matter. Um, and so that that gets really really encouraging. I um, I told you I would kind of circle back to this. What I think is the greatest challenge, okay. actually, greatest problem. I think the greatest problem is actually with the T. I think total depravity is what people actually misunderstand the most. Hmm. Because if you really were dead in your trespasses and sins, dead people cannot save themselves. Right. You don't get pulled out of like when you're already drowned. You don't get pulled out of the ocean. And then someone's giving you mouth to mouth, and you reject it. There's yeah. not a way to reject it. Yeah. Somebody else chose to go in the water and pull you out and breathe new life into you. That's what saving is. So if you really were depraved, if you really were dead, then you can't revive yourself to be able to hear the gospel, to be able to respond to it. And so I think that that's where the, the big, like if you get that right— then everything else starts to like make sense. And I think part of the reason that people struggle with that so much is because our culture, society tells us that at our core, we're all basically good. Yeah. Well, at our core, we're all basically dead. Hmm. Like we are bad. And until Christ comes and changes our core, like changes yeah. that out. And so that that becomes really affirming and helpful. I want to go back to the original question. Okay, that was, all right. Are you a Calvinist? Here's what I would would like to say to that. I think that that is a divisive question from the get go mm-hmm. because most people are asking it for a reason that I don't think. Mm-hmm. Most of the time, it's out of a lack of understanding of what that is. And I I would say that they're asking, "Do I believe Romans ten thirteen? Meaning. Do I believe that um, everyone who calls in the name of the Lord will be saved? Absolutely. And I believe that once you're, you're called, you will re- you will turn. You will call yeah. back. You will respond <laughs> you in will the right respond. way. Yeah. And so I, I don't see those as enemies. And so many people see the Calvinist camp and the free will camp as enemies. I would just simply say, uh, quote Charles Spurgeon, who says, you don't have to unite old friends. Right. Like, you don't have to try to make—they are friends. Mm -hmm. Like, so they're fine. Uh, They're not contradictions in Scripture. They're things that are hard for us to grasp. So because of that, I don't want to be called a Calvinist because I don't like the term uh, in the same way that I don't want to be called a Piperite or a Platt disciple or whatever. I want to be known as a Christ follower. If you're asking me if I follow the tenets of the Reformation, 
of Protestantism, yeah. of 500 years of that, then yeah, I'm that. Mm-hmm. And I would also argue that as Southern Baptists, we historically have been, right. and most of us in the church, if you unpack those things a little bit more with clarity and still have the fuel and fire of evangelistic fervor, we're fine. Yeah. Like, I'm right there with you. Um, uh, I've, I've heard you say this before, and uh, I think you, one, one of your former pastors mm-hmm. taught it to you, but the idea of, in your preaching, yeah. if... Yeah. In you, my, go ahead. Yeah. If, if, a, if someone in the audience is a Calvinist and thought, ooh, he's a Calvinist probably because yeah. he talked about the sovereignty of God and talked mm-hmm. about whatever, great. But also everybody else in the room who thinks I'm not one because I talk so much about evangelism, great. Yeah. Like, you can think I am one. You can think I'm not one. Preach as, in such a way that, it, that whether you're a Calvinist or not, it shouldn't matter. Right. That you're yeah. just preaching the Word. Because people are saying, oh, that, he you're, preached the Word. You're not trying to convert people to Calvinism. Absolutely not. Right. And that's um, and I know personally I had a bad taste in my mouth about Calvinism early on when yep. I found out about Me it. Too. Because of other Calvinists. Mm-hmm. Who, some of those guys in college I was talking about yep. were, were kind of jerks about it, yeah. to be honest. And so... Yeah. Um, and that's kind of what they were doing. They wanted, they were trying to prove all of the other Christians, yep. fellow Christians, wrong on their beliefs right. about these issues. And so that's not what we should be doing. Absolutely. Right? So that's why my, there's a little bit of hesitation in even the question mm-hmm. itself, but I do feel like hopefully this gives some clarity to some of the questions you might be asking about my theology. Okay. Awesome. All right. So I guess we just wrapped up Calvinism. Right? Yeah. yeah we just settled that issue. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Good. Good to know. Yeah, all right. Good. So, all right. So, hope you enjoyed this this episode of the podcast. I know there was a lot for us to a lot of big topics for us to kind of get through. Um, if uh, you are a fan of the podcast, want you to subscribe to it, uh, share it on social media, and give us a rating and review. And thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to the Christ and All podcast, a ministry of Colonial Heights Baptist Church in Ridgeland, Mississippi. Together, we glorify God by making disciples of all nations. For more information, please visit our website at colonialheights.org.